good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Kyle. I'm feeling playful. You're feeling playful? I'm feeling playful. Is that what your status is on your Facebook post It should be recently? if it's not. You're feeling playful? Well, no, I'm, never, I'm not going to put it out there because I don't want people out there thinking <laughs> that I'm people not, to know that I'm, you're not taking yes, life seriously. That's right, because I'm very serious. Yes, yes. Well, I, I know that about you. You are yes. very, very serious. So, Jeff, it's good to be back. I was going to say, Kyle, how are you doing? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm doing great. I have been on the road for the last couple of weeks and missed the show. Yeah. Um, but thanks for filling in for me. Hey, no problem. We had a couple of great guests, and uh, I listened to the show when I'm on the road, and I thought that they went really well. Because you probably have it on your podcast. I do. I do indeed subscribe to the Active Life podcast. So you would get a chance to hear and it on the road. And that way, every time we release new content, every time you release new content, I get a notification and I listen to it. There you go. And others can do the same thing. And I'll talk about that at the end of the show. <laughs> but Jeff, yes. being on the road... These last couple of weeks got me thinking a lot about staying active and healthy when you travel. That's hard. Yeah, whether it's for work or for leisure, sometimes that can be very challenging. But Mm -hmm. I did find a few great tips that can be applied for either scenario, whether you're on vacation or you're traveling for work. Okay. And I found these tips from Fantastic Food blog and from the USA Today. There we go. You can't beat those. Yeah, I thought I would share a couple of things that I learned. So number one. All right. If you are on vacation, this one is more for a vacation, but if you're on vacation, try active sightseeing and fitness-related excursions. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we go on vacation, and, and rightfully so, we just want to relax. Yeah, you know, sure. There's, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're on vacation and you're out seeing new things, um, why not do some active sightseeing? Sure. Right? So rent a bike to explore a new city, maybe go scuba diving or surfing. Uh, if it's winter, you could go snow skiing, excuse me, yeah, snow skiing or snowshoeing, or just simply walk while you're on vacation. You know, I have to laugh when we're, we are just 40 minutes away from Zion National Park, which yeah. is a beautiful outdoor rock canyon. Absolutely. Nothing makes me laugh more than people who say they've seen Zion National Park, but they saw it from a bus seat. Right. Yeah, you can't, you you can't get out. experience Zion from a bus seat. Yeah, you got to get out and see that. So um, if your vacation happens to be a cruise, there's lots of fun and active excursions you can take on a cruise. If you're not cruising, though... But you're at a new place. You could try running around mm-hmm. the new town, wake up in the morning and take a little jog. Uh, what a great way to tour the new place quickly and to get to know some of your surroundings and take in the new sure. area. So number two is try out a new-to-you fitness studio. Okay. Or a club or... or... Yeah, yeah, or, or a gym or whatever. You can use travel as an excuse to try out a fun new-to-you workout gym or studio. It can be a great way to mix it up from your normal workout routine and try something different. And even better is that oftentimes gyms or studios will offer a first-class free drop-in scenario. Sure. So it doesn't have to be expensive. You can find a class near you on the website, gorecess.com. It's a great resource of of lots of uh, free first-time classes that you could get while you're on the road. And um, like, like I said, what a great way to spice up your workout. Sure. Easy to do and not expensive. Number three, this is an interesting one that I've, I've never done personally, but... I might try it in the future, and that is day of race registrations. Just show up and go. Yeah. So, you know, not every race allows day of race check-in and sign-in and and being able to pay for your registration, but many do. Yep. So um, if it's not a half marathon or a marathon, your chances are better of being able to just show up and sign up and race. Most races, um, 
you know, maybe they don't have a t-shirt for you that day, which is a, a common souvenir for yeah, the show. Is. But many races will let you sign up the the day that uh, the race takes place. So the next time you arrive at your destination and you discover that the annual Jingle Bell Jog, for example, might be going on, uh, register. Run that 5K. And go or walk it. Or walk it, whatever you want. Um, there is a website that tells you about a ton of races that are happening all around the United States. It's called runninginthusa.com. And that makes it very easy to find races that are taking place all over the country, including the place where you may be traveling. Very good. Number four is hit the heights. So when you're in a new place, get to know the hills and challenge yourself to a bird's eye view from the top spot in the city. There you go. Sometimes that happens to be a tourist attraction and sometimes it's not. But some of the best views of any place are going to be found at the highest heights, right? That's right. So we organized uh, on this trip that I was in. I was I was actually in Greece. Yes, you were. Uh, we host a, a Global Cup volleyball tournament there. And on as part of the organization, we took an afternoon off where there weren't any games so that people could take some time and get mm-hmm. to know the city. And I happened to have my son with me while I was there. And we did that. We went to a place that they called Acro-Corinth, which was an ancient fortress in the city of Corinth, Greece, and the views were fantastic, and it was a workout. Wow. We were both tired by the time we got up and then got back down to the bottom, so lots of fun. You know, I, I got a letter from there once from my friend Paul. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did he share that with everybody? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it, yeah. It, to quite, the, quite wide circulation. To the Corinthians. <laughs> okay. And the last one is another one that we took advantage of, and that is hop on, hop off, bus experiences. Yeah, have you ever those, done that? Yes, I have. It's, it, we, it was a lot of fun. We did it when we were in Athens. We had one full day in Athens, and uh, we jumped on the bus, and we got off, and we saw some of the sights, and then we uh, honestly couldn't find our bus stop again, so mm. we just started walking, and we spent a lot of time really in the heart of you, like, you had downtown a, a Greece. You in-depth Greece experience than you expected. But it was awesome. And then sure. all of a sudden we looked up and there was the Temple of Zeus the Olympian, which is where we wanted to go anyways. So you made it. And so we made it, and we got a great workout in at the same time. Perfect. So even if you're out of town on vacation or on the road for work, Jeff, there are tons of ways, lots of ways to stay tuned into your health and enjoy the active life. And, and you're refreshed. And feel refreshed, for sure. That's right. So we're going to shift gears just a little bit today for our guest. James Garrett is the owner of Brain by Design, and he has spent over a decade studying and teaching brain science and working to understand what makes a human being thrive. He's gone beyond academics to really turn what he's learned about the brain into practical tools that anyone can use to change their life. And James, we're glad that you could join us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, um... Anyone can put these tools to work, you say. Yep. So give, give, us an, give us an idea of what we're talking about. Obviously, we, we, on, on the show, we spend a lot of time talking about brain health. Uh, we talk about Alzheimer's, dementia, those types of things. But we also just want to understand for ourselves, for our own personal lives, what helps us be active and live that active life. But when you talk about brain health, what kind of aspects are you talking about? You know, probably the easiest way to think of this is this beautiful quote by uh, science writer Sharon Bagley. Uh, she talks about the concept of self-directed neuroplasticity. So neuroplasticity is your brain being able to rewire itself. So we've learned okay. in the last, you know, 25 years that this this is actually one of the biggest revolutions in science is that our brains are highly changeable well into old age, really until the day we die. We really thought that that, only, that stopped when we were you know, in our 20s, but it 
turns out that's not the case. I've known so, some people that didn't understand that the brains can change, that the minds can change. And yeah. they're, they're so locked into their, their little world that they're not even interested in looking at change. Now, are you talking about change as in behavioral change, like I can have a better attitude, or are you talking about physical wiring of your brain, what, or are you talking about both? Both. <laughs> yeah, both. Uh, so think of it this way. You'll wake up with a different brain tomorrow than you had today. Your brain is that sensitive to experience. Another way of saying that is anytime you read a book, anytime you're learning something new, anytime you're having a, a conversation or relational kind of interaction with somebody, your brain is actually growing new connections for those behaviors or those relationships. Now, I, I love that concept because like like Jeff said, I've definitely heard the the older research that says basically by your 20s, your brain's kind of formed, mm. you know, tons of growth, tons of connections are made when you're a toddler and learning and exploring new sure. things. Um, your brain kind of takes a little break during your teenage years and just kind of shuts break. off. Let's say it's a big break. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it reengages back into your uh, late teens, early 20s. You start to figure things out a little bit. But then I've heard that, you know, basically what you have is what you have. But you're saying that that's not true, that your brain is constantly making new connections, even until the very end. Not just new connections. It's actually giving birth to new neurons. Wow. So in their hippocampus, the, the part of our brain that's responsible basically for what we think of as short-term or working memory until the day you die, you're, you're producing hundreds of new neurons in that part of the brain every single day. Wow. Really? Because, I mean, again, the, the, the popular knowledge when I was growing up was brain cells didn't regenerate. Correct. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but that's, that's a false statement. That's that's, a, that's did your mom tell you correct. not to hold that's your right. breath until you pass out because all those brain cells will die and then yeah. they won't? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or don't choke your brother until he passes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That, that one too. <laughs> but also, but also the alcohol thing. You know, don't, don't drink alcohol. <laughs> not not that you should drink alcohol, but don't drink alcohol because he kills brain cells and you'll never get them back again. So, so I mean, is, that, is that not true then? Your brain is generating brain cells it's generating and connections. Brain cells. And, wow. It's, so, so neuroplasticity happens in a number of different ways. One is neurogenesis. So the birth of new brain cells. Uh, and the other is this broader concept of neuroplasticity. So that happens in a number of different ways. Your brain, uh, your brain is made up of about 100 billion neurons. So if you, if you went outside and grabbed it, if you were a giant and just grabbed a tree and ripped it out by the roots and turned it sideways, yeah. that's what a neuron looks like. It's okay. got thousands of branches. A single neuron has anywhere from five to 7,000 branches on one side. Big, and the long same trunk thing the on middle, the other side, and then and then wow. branches on the other end. I would like to be the intern that was assigned to count the, the branches of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, well, first of all, if you're just listening, let me uh, let you know that if you're just joining us, you are listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with brain specialist James Garrett. We're talking about neuroplasticity and how prevalent that continues to be throughout our entire lives, which, as I said, was new to me. I did not realize that that was right. the case. Here's my question. Is there anything that we can do that will strengthen or enhance our ability to have this phenomenon of neuroplasticity be, be, be better? And, and, or, or is it just something natural and there's nothing we can do about it? Yeah, no, it's highly... Your brain rewires it based on what you do. And Daniel Coyle author of a book called The Talent Code, says, your brain doesn't care who you are. It only cares what you do. Another way of saying that is the rewiring process that happens is it's use dependent. So if you use, it's a use it or lose it okay. kind of principle. Okay. So uh, think of it this way. If you're actively exercising your brain by reading, 
you know, daily by playing challenging games or, or sort of um, any putting yourself in novel environments, which just demand a lot from your brain, right? Putting yourself in sort of slightly uncomfortable situations or new situations, traveling, for example. Yeah. All of that is a heavy workout for your brain. And when your brain's working out because you're demanding it, use just like your muscle, right? When you when you do those bicep curls or those sit-ups, right. <laughs> it, it just becomes stronger because you used it. Your brain operates on exactly the same biological principles. So in other words, um, we need to get into the gym to work out our body, but we also need to take time to enhance our, our brain health. The library is the gym for the brain. The library and the other one, the other big one. Or Google. Or Google, that's right. <laughs> the other big one uh, that a lot of people are, that's, that's becoming more and more well-known is, is mindfulness or meditation. So there's a lot of great apps out there. Headspace is the one I use. Um, Calm is a really great one. There's a lot out there. Uh, meditation seems like this esoteric practice that people, you know, do. Yeah, it's do, just for gurus yeah, who are on top of mountains. Not so. No, I've done it for case. two years, uh, literally only 10, 10 minutes a day for two years. And um, I genuinely feel like I have a different brain today than I had two years ago. Wow. So we've talked about mindfulness a couple of times on the show, but just maybe give us a good definition of what does what does mindfulness mean and how would one go? What does a mindful exercise look like? So we live in a multitasking world. Uh, mindfulness is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's being present, fully present or fully engaged with whatever it is you're doing. So I, I, I think of it like we do like this multi-tabbing thing when we've got a, a browser and we've got 13 tabs open. Yeah. Um, mindfulness... Now, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, that's just the way the internet's built. It sort of encourages us to multitask. Sure. But what you want to do is try to discipline yourself to single task, which again is incredibly difficult. But, but think of it this way: if you're opening one window at a time, and then you close that window out, and then open the next one, and you don't have 13 open, it's actually like doing bench presses for your brain. The the, the active act of discipline to stay focused on one thing at a time is actually exercise for your brain. So when you're talking about mindfulness, um, sometimes I think that you're talking about meditation and you need to go mm -hmm. off into the woods and remove everything from your brain. But actually what you're saying is focus in on that thing that you're doing right there, whether that is work or exercise or having a conversation with another person. If you're just focused in on that one thing and not allowing your mind to wander around and, as you say, multitask and open up all those browser windows, that is mindfulness. So mindfulness is being fully present okay. with whatever it is that you're doing. Think of it like this. Your attention, so if you grab your hand and put it on your forehead, that's where, your, that's where attention happens in the brain. Okay. Um, so what you're trying to do is really exercise those attention muscles. What you want is an attention six pack. Yeah. Right? And what <laughs> and, gives and you a physical six pack too. We want both. <laughs> yeah, right? we want both, right? <laughs> and here I am with neither. <laughs> um, and the physical six pack will actually help you with the mental six pack. There's a deep connection between physical exercise and brain health. Um but but meditation is really the practice. That's the the the, the process of meditation, ten minutes a day with one of these apps is actually the equivalent of going to the gym every day. Okay. Mindfulness is really the outcome. Okay. That's, okay. that's what you gain, that ability to be present 
And, and I see this uh, is, is sort of the outcome, right? That's the, the reward, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I see this all the time. I see it in my relationships. You know, when I look back in the last two years and people will say, well, what did you, what, what have been the benefits in your life from, from this sort of change in your own perception of your mindfulness? The biggest one for me is relationships. Yeah. I notice in my relationships, I feel more connected to people. I have deeper and more meaningful conversations. I don't feel like I'm in a rush in that kind of go, 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 hurried kind of feeling that we all have in modern life. Uh, and therefore, I end up, you know, my experience is that I'm just connecting with people on a deeper level, and it's really rewarding. Which can be so important, and as you said, rewarding. So one more time, those apps that you've used, and I know there are a number of them, but apps that you you found helpful. Uh, I use Headspace, uh, an app called, there's another app called Calm. Uh, there's one called Buddhify. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's one called Mystical. Will, W-H-I-L. Okay. Um, there's there's a bunch. Those are some of the best. Those and there's just guided meditation. It's just a guided meditation. Is that what the apps do? It's exactly. So it's just think of it like a personal trainer for your brain. So so it's just somebody who walks you through the process. You don't need to know anything. Turn on the app and it will tell you exactly what to do. They're very succinct, very short. You could do it you know, first thing in the morning or every time you sit down in your car before you leave for the day, whatever works for you. Awesome. And you can find these at the app store for your iphone google play for exactly. your android phone and just download them and get to work that's right i love it i love it now you said that your brain is like a cell phone battery mm. tell us what you mean by that so your brain only is two percent of your body's weight but it uses 20 percent of your body's energy so on average your brain uses 10 times energy at a 10 times faster rate than the rest of your body it's an incredibly expensive thing to run yeah um, your brain is like a cell phone battery in the sense that when you wake up you've got a full charge just like your cell phone battery 100% so sleep is the biggest regenerator of our, our neural our capacity for example to pay attention our capacity to resist eating that donut our capacity to um, to basically execute all of the things we've got to get done in a day and as the day wears on, you're using up that battery. So by the time it's 11 o'clock at night, you're running on, you know, 2 to 5%. <laughs> and this Which, is when we have the Netflix binges. This is when we go for the ice cream in the yeah. freezer. This is when we get short with people we love, right? We have these sort of moments of weakness. We assume there's something wrong with us, or, right? And then we sleep and then we feel fine and we're not fighting anymore with our loved one. <laughs> right? We wonder why. Well, it's because you're running on 2%. Yeah. And so that, you know, age old wisdom of, you know, sleep before you have that important conversation. Right. There's really a lot of scientific truth to that. So one of the things that they used to tell young married couples is never go to bed angry, get that all worked out before you go to bed. But that really maybe isn't the best way. The, the best advice is sleep on, <laughs> sleep it, on it and talk. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. So, so what do you do to recharge your brain in the during the day then? Sure. Yeah, so there's a lot of activities that drain the brain, a lot of activities that recharge the brain. Uh, the ones that drain the brain are anything that requires attention, to pay attention. In fact, that phrase, pay attention, is a, a good phrase because it costs us something. Neurologically, you're actually burning up neurotransmitters as you focus. So during our day, our workday, we're just burning up the, that literally those neurotransmitters we need to, to run. We're just using up that battery. There's nothing wrong with that. You just got to know that's happening. 
So anytime you're um, any anytime you're making decisions, decision making is a highly taxing activity for your brain. Anytime you're uh, you know negative emotions and stress burn really hot. Yeah. Um, anytime you're managing the impression you're making on others, pretty much anytime you're in front of a screen, you're you're using up that mental battery because it requires attention. You're focused, right? Now, what recharges? The best one is going for a walk, five minute walk. Uh, meditation, I've already mentioned, taking a nap. A 20-minute nap in the afternoon is one of the absolute most scientifically sound ways to make sure your afternoon is productive as opposed to sort of a slog. So that's what you've been doing all this time, Jeff. Shh. That was supposed to be a secret, Kyle. <laughs> all of a sudden, it gets really quiet in Jeff's office at about 2.30. It's always quiet and then in it my picks office. back up at about 3 o'clock. Yeah, we're actually biologically higher. They, they call it biphasic sleep. So so humans are really hardwired to have kind of a, an eight-hour. We really need eight hours of sleep. This is this, The best book on this is a book called Why We Sleep by yeah. Matthew Walker. If anybody wants to know the best science out there, this is by far the best book. Um. But but we actually are hardwired. We all go through a dip at around 3 p.m. And, and it, this is, there's nothing wrong with this. We actually just need to listen to our bodies and take that 20-minute nap. See, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> James said. That's fine, man. That's fine. I say go for it. That, In sounds, fact, Google, that sounds like a good Google, idea. Google, Uber, Nike, Zappos, uh, and Ben and & Jerry's all have nap pods in their offices now. I have actually seen that. I had the chance to tour Google a few years ago, and that was one of the things that our our tour guide showed us is the nap pods, and they looked pretty awesome, and yeah, they were awesome. they were well used in the small time that I was I there. I want a nap pod in our <laughs> office. Pad. You have one. It's your called your office chair, but it's not as comfortable as a pod. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got just uh, a couple of minutes left, about a minute and a half. Um, you say that there is a strong connection between physical activity and brain health. What types of exercise, physical exercise, would you recommend to have the best? possible outcome for your brain health as well um aerobic any kind of aerobic exercise so anything that's getting your heart rate going um that kind of exercise has been shown what's happening essentially is your your the 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 whole uh you know that your cardiovascular system is wired into your brain so yeah. you've got what you need is blood delivery to all those hungry neurons yeah you need oxygen to all those hungry neurons so as you do aerobic exercise, you know, going for a walk, running, whatever it is, um, swimming, anything that gets your heart, cycling, cycling, anything that gets your heart rate up for, for you know, uh, an extended period of time, uh, you know, maybe 20 minutes, three times a week, that sort of thing, uh, is going to help your brain health. Another thing that happens with brain health is when you do aerobic exercise, and, and strength-based helps as well. Yeah. But when you do aerobic exercise, another, something else turns on, which is, basically like fertilizer for your brain. So they call it BDNF. I'm not going to go into the scientific word, but it's basically a, a neuromodulator that turns on, literally turns on the neuroplasticity processes so that you're able to learn more quickly, you remember better. Um, you're, you're, you're literally just turning up the volume on your brain's capacity. So, so exercise is linked in that way as well. Wow. So much of what we've learned about on this show, Jeff and uh, James as well, is that how much we are connected. Our bodies are connected. Are our systems unit, are connected. Yes. And what we found is that anything that's good for your heart is also going to be good for your brain yeah. and, and really vice versa. So, well, James, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. You have definitely brought some intriguing ideas for us to think about, not the least of which is that afternoon nap. 
That's so important. That is so important. So <laughs> you now have a you have an excuse, <laughs> a scientific excuse to go take it. Awesome. <laughs> hopefully we can have you back sometime, James. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Jeff, this is the last call. The last week, yes. Yes, registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is closing. The last day to register because of the weekend and because of the holiday will be Tuesday, September 4th. We normally right. advertise September 1st as our last day. We're going to give you an extension. Just because of the holiday. So take full advantage of the extension. You've got a few days, but don't miss out on what is sure to be a historic event. Go restore your brain on those days off, but then be registered by the 4th. That by is the right, by the 4th. So visit SeniorGames.net and register today. And once again, Tuesday, September 4th is the last day to register. The 2018 dates of this year's games are October 8th through the 20th. And speaking of registering, now is a great time to register as a volunteer. We need a ton of help. And if you're not planning to compete this year, or even if you are planning to compete this year, you can volunteer at the Huntsman World Senior Games. It's easy to do. Once again, visit SeniorGames.net, click on Volunteer, and you will be shown a list of many, many ways that you can offer a helping hand at the games this year. And I want to put in a very quick plug for the Huntsman World Senior Games opening ceremonies. Plan on attending Tuesday, October 9th at 7 p.m. at Dixie State University's Trailblazer Stadium. We're going to have singing, dancing, the Parade of Athletes. It's a tremendous show. And best of all, it's free. That's right. Bring the family and don't miss out. Our inspirational thought for the day from the greatest philosopher of all time in this or any other galaxy from Jedi Master Yoda. Yes. Do or do not. There is no try. Until next Thursday, stay active. (laughs) Bye, everyone.